Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Sober. This is Elizabeth Chance, your host. Hope everybody's doing well. We are on episode 346 with Andrea Kermansky. Did I say it right? Sermansky. Sermansky. <laughs> I did it again. Sermansky. And before we get into it with Andrea, we're going to give a shout out to our sponsor, Soberlink. As a busy living sober listener, you know that my mission is to eliminate the shame of addiction through open and honest communication. So how does one do that? Well, Soberlink is a remote alcohol monitoring system that allows you to rebuild trust by sharing your recovery with your support network in real time. As a monitored client, you'll have two to three opportunities a day to prove your sobriety to loved ones through a series of scheduled tests. Once you test, your identity is confirmed and your results are sent instantly to everyone in your support network making it easier to rebuild trust and improve communication over time. To learn more about Soberlink, download the resource guides, tips for keeping busy living sober, or to request a $50 promo code, visit www.soberlink.com BLS and get a $50 off coupon. Thanks again, Soberlink. We love, love, love changing the state. Shame. So giving every, all the little listeners out there, all my fans and everything, a little backstory. So Henry, you guys all know my youngest son is Henry and Henry has been asked to go work again in Los Alamos in New Mexico. And when he was asked to work there, he's like, mom, will you drive with me across country? And I'm like, yes, yes, I will go with you to drive with you. He's just doing this little thing anyway. And, um, I said, yes, I'll drive cross country with them. And so Santa Fe is one of my favorite places. And I've only been there once. And uh, Georgia O'Keefe lived there for a very long time, didn't she? And she had her ranch, ghost ranch, which is right outside of Santa Fe. So I went online. I'm like, what can I do when I get there that I can do an art class and I can make sure that Henry's safe and then I can leave. And I found Andrea. And it's so exciting because when I she she said, do you want to give me a call? And I thought, Wow, it's a real person because how many times today do you reach out to somebody and it's a computer? Totally. Not, totally, right? Yeah, like a like an autoresponder, right? right. Like just, thank you for reaching out. We're so excited to hear from you. Yeah. No, I'm I'm like old school. Call the person, let's talk. Yeah. And it's so amazing because then we realize that she's from Philadelphia as well, the Philadelphia suburbs. Is that so crazy? <laughs> It's so coincidental. I just love it. When I saw your area code, I'm like, oh, that's my people right there. <laughs> but when we got talking on the phone, we talked about how you're, you've been an artist for, you said over decades and you said over three decades. So that's over 30 years. You were a teacher in the school, in the classroom for 18 years. Yep. Yep. And, and through this time of educating people and being an artist yourself, what did you, have you learned so much about art? Ah, oh, well, I, you know, I just, the seed got planted in college and, you know, I think for a lot of people who start doing art, you know, a seed gets planted somewhere. And for me, it was a bit, I feel like a little bit later um, than for other people, but I just fell in love with it. And um, so I decided to study art history as opposed to um, visual, like fine art. And I'm glad I did because I learned a lot about art history. But then since that time, um, I've pretty much done art, you know, um, on somewhat of a regular basis. There are definitely times when it fell off and I was busy with other things. 
But for me, um, you know, it started out just learning a lot about representational painting and how to draw still life and all those sort of more traditional classes. And then when I moved here, I took a class on abstraction and that opened up a lot of doors. And so now it's been really more experimentation and fun and risk taking and creativity, which to me makes it so much more fun and looser and more approachable for people. So I, I've learned so much um, because I did come from the world of representational painting and now it's like in the play abstraction mode. And isn't it, at least for me, and I can only again speak for myself, when I, so I've always wanted to be an artist. And I remember when I was young and I'd say, I'm going to paint a wall or I'm going to paint something when I first got married to my first husband and my mother saying, you can't paint. You're not a painter. You need to call somebody to do that. You can't do this. And <sighs> then, um, and then taking an art, like, I'm like, I really want to paint, but I know I can't draw. And how many of us say that we can't draw? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's huge. People and people think that drawing is what art is. Yeah, it's part of it, but it's not everything. And having the ability to go and get lost when you're there with the brush, at least for me, when I get the brush and I get these colors and I paint these big humongous birds in the colors that I would want to see them in the sky, even though now I've realized there's places in Florida that had these crazy looking birds. <laughs> But having the ability to do it and not have judgment on myself, because I feel like so many people feel like, well, I don't know how to do that. I can't do that. What do you say to people like that, that, that have this preconceived notion that they can't do it? Yeah, great question. So for me, I think one of my missions is to demystify this idea of this genius artist, right? And so what I would say is, first of all, you can learn almost anything that you really want to learn. So if there's a desire and an interest, that's number one, it's motivation, right? And so, you know, then I would say, take a class, start doing some things, just doodle, right? Um, if you really want to learn, um, let's say how to draw, you know, a flower realistically. But what I would also say is that you can just sit down with three colors and doodle with paint um, on a piece of paper, like computer paper, and you will get the benefits of what art deliver. You know, like you will get the inspiration, the joy of just seeing like two different colors mix, like when blue and white mix together. So I would tell that person, you know what, just focus on the process and not on the product. Just go and paint for your own enjoyment and your own relaxation, because that's ultimately what it does. It relaxes you. And I know we talked a little bit about our brain and how our brain works when we're painting, because when I get to that place where, you know, I have this crazy alcoholic brain, right? I have always had it. I haven't had a drink in a long time, but I still have that brain that's constantly going, going, going. And I feel like today there's so many people that have that, not even just alcoholics, but with our phones and social media and the television and children having a million different things going on. And it produces chaos and anxiety, right? And so many of us. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think we are so overwhelmed and we're so like overdone on all the stimulation from all the different places. 
And that is one thing about art, you know, when you, you were talking about how you get really relaxed and like focused and you forget about time, you know, that is because you're accessing your right brain mode. And my understanding is that, you know, the terms left brain and right brain don't get used as much these days, but I'm going to still use that because I think we all know what it means. You know, when we get into right brain mode, we're into dreamland, we're into super focus, we look at things carefully it's a, a looser, easier, more relaxed state of mind. And when I'm in that place, I'll forget to eat. I'll forget, you know, like I just, I'm so in it, right? And our lives, we're, if we're on our phones at work, we're in our left brain mode. We're thinking, we're analyzing, we're talking, we're calculating, you know, that's most of our lives in this culture, right? Other cultures don't, you know, live the same way. And so for me, it is a great way to disconnect from all of that and to relax us and to and to connect us into that right brain mode, which is so satisfying. And actually the benefit of it too, is when you let yourself stay in right brain mode, whether it's playing music or doing art, um, then when you go back into the like left brain functions that you need, you know, like going to communicate with someone or calculate, your brain is actually more relaxed and it can better handle those functions. So it's pretty cool. Like the benefits, you know, are many for, for making art. It, it, well, I, we can see that, right. The creativity. And when we were lit, when we're little, we just do it because we have to do it because we're in school, right? They say, here's crayons, or you go to a restaurant back in the day, you went to a restaurant and they'd say, here are your crayons to play with. Now, of course, everybody has these iPad things, which is crazy to me. But anyway, I'm not going to digress into what, <laughs> about what it's doing to our society, but that's okay. But how many people have you had that you've taught that have thought, had that preconceived notion, they've come to you and they're like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I really don't know how to do this. My, Cause their judgment towards themselves is so negative. Right. And they're like, I can't do this. Yeah. And what do you say to somebody like that? Who's like, I don't, I have this idea that I really want to paint, but I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Ooh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, I think that there are quite a few people to answer that first that do come in with that mentality. But I also think that people who come in, they've already taken that first step in courageousness, like, okay, I'm going to go take this class and I'm going to make myself vulnerable. Right. And so, um, yeah. So I think at that point, that person knows, okay, maybe I can do it, but it, it might be terrible. I think that's more of what I uh, see is that, um, what I do is going to be terrible. I'm not an artist, you know, I've, you know, they, they kind of, yeah, belittle themselves a little bit. And so I just kind of, you know, I'm like, Hey, we're going to have fun. It's okay. We're going to pretend we're toddlers. We're going to just, I'm going to show you some really cool techniques that are super easy and, and don't worry about it. You know, even on my little form, when you sign up for a class, I ask you some questions and it says, you know, do you have experience? Yes or no. If you don't no problem at all. Like I try from the beginning for people to know it doesn't matter if you think you can't do it. Um, because when you come in here, I'm going to show you some really cool things that are easy. That's not just with a paintbrush. I'm going to teach you some really cool things about color theory that are easy to understand that you'll be able to go in and make a painting and, and have some fun. And most people like what they do when they leave, you know, some people aren't happy with the whole thing, but you know, they have learned a lot and that's the most important thing. So so yeah, I think I would just with that person, just be like, okay, let's just jump into it. Let's just see what happens, you know, kind of just sort of redirect a little bit, you know? And it's being open, right? And being willing to do this thing that you're like, I know I want to do it, but it's so scary. Right. 
Yeah. Right. It is so, you know, cause I taught middle school and high school for so many years and we would, after every project, we would do a critique. So with the critiques, um, you know, the, I would tell that some students would stand up there or they wouldn't even go up. I'm not going up. I'm not doing a critique. And I'm like, I'm sorry, we all have to go up there. And I would push them and I could see their discomfort, but let me tell you, I, I never had a kid skip critique, you know, because, because the thing is, it, part of it is that they don't believe in themselves, but if someone else is telling you, well, I believe in you, like that's enough for them. And um, the reality is when we make art, we feel like we're exposing ourselves. We are just putting it out there and we're worried people are going to judge it, you know? And even if, if we judge ourselves, what we put out, then we're judging ourselves. Right. And so it is a very vulnerable, courageous act to actually make art. And so I, I know that. And I try to hold that space for people because um, I know what it feels like, you know, I've had shows where last minute, like, oh my God, what am I doing? I want to cancel the show and you don't do it, but it's just, it's nerve wracking. You know, it's really nerve wracking, exposing yourself like that. It's so like exposing ourselves. That is such a thing that us as I don't know about it around the world, but as Americans, like putting ourselves out there and saying, okay, look at me. Do you think I did a good job? Did I not do a good job? Did you like it? And I don't know if anybody will ever have a hundred percent of anybody liking it and a hundred percent of people not liking it. Right. Right. The thing is like, as a teacher, you know, what we're, you know, trained to do and what I, is very natural for me, you always point out what's positive in someone's piece. You know, you, you don't, you just say, I really like this part. And you might want to think about adding something to this part. There's always something that's good in it. There's always something that is interesting or unique or, you know, or something you can talk about. Um, so I think that's the idea is to focus on the positive and then, you know, just make some suggestions for what could be, what could be better. And I think that also can be very disarming for people too, because I trust me, I've heard many stories from adults here um, who say, oh, my art teacher told me some people are artists and some aren't, and you're not, <laughs> you know, I mean, I just, yeah. And then other teachers just working on their piece, you know, fixing things and, you know, there, there are some people, unfortunately, who've been teaching that have really should not have been and gave people some stuff and some issues around making art too. Right. And so I, again, I try to be that safe place for people. Like everything is okay here because I know the ultimate goal for me is to get more people painting because of the benefits of relaxing, getting off the phone. That's my mission. So I'm not going to sit here and critique, you know, that you've got the line too thick, unless you want to hear that, unless you really want to know, listen, tell it to me straight. What about, what do you think about this piece? And of course I'll say that. Um, so it's really about context too, and what the person is needing and wanting from the experience. It's so funny. You just made me think of when I did take, I, 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 people, I've told people this before, you know, my, we went to an auction at the Wayne art center in outside of Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. And, and we, and they had, um, the, the, one of the auctions is you could get the one-on-one -on -one with the teacher. And so I'm like, I want to do this. I want to do this. And so I went with the teacher and we went and we did oils and we went to the willows, which is this area, you know, right outside of Philadelphia again. And she was like, you're so great with color. You're so great. And I was like, I can do this. Like she gave me this encouragement that was so, so I went home and I started to paint. And my kids at first would say to me, mom, is there a kindergartner living? <laughs> oh, <laughs> but not taking that seriously. 
And I think it's really cool. You are you are starting to offer in and actually eight seven day eight days on the eighth. What do you start? Tell us what you're starting to offer to um to the world starting on the eighth or is on it the seventh um, of June May the May what you're doing first your first that I just got an email about yesterday the, the poetry oh oh yes thank you <laughs> thank you um yes okay so actually. This uh, on the eighth, we are. I'm doing free online painting classes. So it's basically a whole week that I planned out. The first two days um, is a basically a webinar. It's an online presentation. We'll all take students through, or um, you know, like what it takes to make a really strong abstract painting. So I kind of show you these different things. Like here's what you need to know. And those two webinars are the same. So you could sign up for Monday or Tuesday. And then the actual hands-on classes, the online hands-on classes start Wednesday and Thursday. And so there's two classes, they're an hour each. And um, I have a supply list and everything when you sign up. And I'm focusing on how to create a piece using geometric abstraction, because I find that to be a very approachable way for people to um, enter a painting, how to start a painting. And then I always incorporate color theory. So we'll have a color scheme that we're working on and I'll talk about color schemes and then um, we'll use some really fun tools. So yeah, it's, and then Friday of next week will be the critique. So you bring your piece to the Zoom meeting, you show people, you get feedback, you get feedback from me. And so it kind of just gives you a little sense of, um, I have an online course where this is kind of the, the format. You know, there's pre-recorded videos and there's a monthly critique and a monthly demo. And so it kind of just kind of lets people see, you know, kind of how I work and what my style is. And um, hopefully people will learn stuff and get excited to paint. So at this point, I, you know, we have quite a few signups and we're still, you can still sign up for it. So, yeah. That is so exciting. So if somebody's listening, if you're out there and you're like, I don't know if I can do this yet, but try the Zoom. Now I want to talk about what I'm really excited about, which <laughs> is in June, getting back to the beginning of our story. I, um, so when I reached out and I talked to Andrea and I said, I'm coming and she said, well, I'll put together a retreat. And so she's put together a retreat. Tell us about that in June, June 7th through the 9th. And I'm going to be there. So come on, everybody. Sign up and come be with me. <laughs> yeah. So this three-day painting retreat, I've been doing these for, um, gosh, probably eight years. But they, um, I've really started them um, last summer. I, I did, I think, five of them last summer. And this summer, I've got six in the schedule. Um, the June 1st one was full and that was um, part of the reason why we're we're adding on and of course because you're coming to town too. So in the three-day retreats they are for any level of painter. Um, so because as a trained teacher I, I know like if you're coming with nothing or you're coming with a lot I can still reach you you know. So the three-day retreats they're from nine to four and the fo focus is we have like a focus like risk taking one day, you know, different things like that. And then I have, uh, we do a bit about color and composition. And then I demonstrate how to do abstract painting. And I, each day is like different focus. So there might be one day is like how to use painting mediums. Other days, how to use these tools. The other day is, you know, um, how to be really risky and take chances with your art. So it turns out it's only six people um, because my space, I have two rooms and I don't like to overcrowd it. So it's three per room. And what's nice is that other students in the um, in the room, they really get to know each other well and get feedback. And, and then I go between the rooms and give feedback. And I also paint while people are painting because I model my process, right? Like I don't just sit there and stare at you while you work. 
So um, it's people really love it. Um, you you know, they just leave really inspired. And I had I had a student sell her painting to another student in my last retreat, which was really awesome. Um, like that was a first and hopefully not the last. So, um, yeah, it's it's really cool. And I'm so happy that you're going to be out here. And so we're recruiting some more students because, yeah, we want more people to be in it and have a lot of fun with us. I'm so excited. And will there be any, will we get to see any, will you give us a little tours of Santa Fe at all? Or or will we just be in the house? What would what that be like? You know what? I am one block from Canyon Road. So okay. Canyon Road is the sort of quintessential art road. It's got like a hundred galleries. So um, there is, what I do is with each group, I ask them if they want to do this, but for uh, the second day, I like to suggest that we, you know, eat lunch here and then go and walk Canyon Road and go to some galleries and get some inspiration. So, um, yeah, so so really most of it's in here paintings. People really want to paint. But with my location, it's just so easy. So so that would be day two if if the group wants to do it. My last group, I had a lot of locals, so um, or a few locals and then a few others who were going to be here for a few days. So they were making time for that. So, yeah, it can definitely happen, though. I'm so excited, Andrea, to meet you. And I'm so excited that you came on and thank you so much for your time. And I can't wait to meet you in person in like a little, a month and a week. And, um, you guys, if you're listening and there's so many people out there that listen to me that have never met me in real life, but they write to me all the time. And this gets five of you, it gives five of you an opportunity to come to Santa Fe and let's go paint and have some fun because I think it's also going to be really relaxing and a really great way just to turn off everything. And it's the end of the school year for lots of people around the country, isn't it? So if moms are out there and you want a little present because you just made it through another school year, come on out, right? Totally. And, you know, just a little side note too, is that um, we have an Airbnb and so we love to play tour guide. So if you go to my website, sefepaintingworkshops.com, which I'm sure you'll link out to um, in the show notes, but if you go to that and you go to the blog, it says uh, it discover Santa Fe. There's a blog post on hotels in Santa Fe, where to stay. There's a post on things to do. So you can check it out. Santa Fe is awesome. And it's a beautiful place. People love coming here. We've got Adobe. I, I teach out of an Adobe historic building, right? You know, town with this old fireplace here, you can see. And um, it's, it's uh, such a great town. So you can learn more about it just from like looking at my blog. If you don't know Santa Fe very well. And I, your website's wonderful, by the way, I did go and check it out. So that will be in my, if you guys go look in the description, it will be on YouTube and then on busylivingsober.com or elizabethchance.com, whichever one you want to go to. But I am so happy that this is a resource that's out there because so many of us feel like, oh my gosh, I'm in this rat race. And we all just need sometimes to take a time out. And painting is such a great idea to do it, isn't it? Oh, it is. I mean, it's really one of, it's my favorite thing to do when I'm stressed. That's what I want to do. Um, yeah. And it's accessible. It really is. You don't need any experience. I have a woman who's coming who literally never picked up a paintbrush um, in this next, the June 1st retreat. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like, it's really no problem. You just come and you learn some stuff and you paint and you connect and you discover this beautiful artistic town and it's going to be really awesome. I'm excited. Can't wait. I'm so excited too. Thanks for all you do for everybody. And I love your mission. I love your mission. And thanks for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Now, you guys, if you want to reach out to Andrea, you want to find out more about the retreat, it's all again going to be in the description underneath this podcast 
on, you can find, go to elizabethchance.com and you're going to have all of Andrea's information, including the flyer. And I'm going to keep putting it out there onto Instagram and Facebook and all that. And I hope we can get five people more to come and have some fun in Santa Fe. And I'm going to tell a little, I'm going to end with this. It was so funny. I was talking to Andrea and I wanted to put that song on my way to Santa. Da, 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 da. That's an old song. If anybody doesn't know from Diane Warwick, I remember my mom having it on the car. It's not on my way to Santa Fe. It's on my way to San Jose. It's just so everyone knows <laughs> I learned something new. Andrea, thanks again for coming on. I really, really appreciate it for getting up this early on a, a Monday and happy May. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You take care Thank too. You. Thanks so much.